0: section 3 of the complete works of Friedrich Nietzsche volume 3 this LibriVox recording is in the public domain on the future of our educational institutions introduction the title i gave to these lectures ought like all titles to have been as definite as plain and as significant as possible now however observe that owing to a certain excess of precision in its present form it is too short and consequently misleading my first duty therefore will be to explain the title together with the object of these lectures to you and to apologize for being obliged to do this when i promised to speak to you concerning the future of our educational institutions i was not thinking especially. Of the evolution of our particular institutions in basel however frequently my general observations may seem to bear particular application to our own conditions here i personally have no desire to draw these inferences and do not wish to be held responsible if they should be drawn for the simple reason that i consider myself still far too much an inexperienced stranger among you and much too superficially acquainted with your methods, to pretend to pass judgment upon any such special order of scholastic establishments, or to predict the probable course their development will follow. On the other hand, I know full well under what distinguished auspices I have to deliver these lectures, namely in a city which is striving to educate and enlighten its inhabitants On a scale so magnificently out of proportion to its size that it must put all larger cities to shame this being so i presume i am justified in assuming that in a quarter where so much is done for the things of which i wish to speak people must also think a good deal about them my desire yea my very first condition therefore would be to become united in spirit with those who have not only thought very deeply upon educational problems but have also the will to promote what they think to be right by all the means in their power and in view of the difficulties of my task and the limited time at my disposal to such listeners alone in my audience shall i be able to make myself understood and even then it will be on condition that they shall guess what i can do no more than suggest that they shall supply what i am compelled to omit and brief that they shall need but to be reminded and not to be taught thus while i disclaim all desire of being taken for an uninvited adviser on questions relating to the schools and the university of basel i repudiate even more emphatically still the role of a prophet standing on the horizon Of civilization and pretending to predict the future of education and of scholastic organization i can no more project my vision through such vast periods of time than i can rely upon its accuracy when it is brought too close to an object under examination with my title our educational institutions i wish to refer neither to the establishments in basel nor to the incalculably vast number of other scholastic institutions which exist throughout the nations of the world today but i wish to refer to german institutions of the kind which we rejoice in here it is their future that will now engage our attention that is the future of german elementary secondary and public schools gymnasium and universities while pursuing our discussion however we shall for once avoid all comparisons and valuations and guard more especially against that flattering the illusion that our condition should be regarded as the standard for all others and as surpassing them let it suffice that they are our institutions that they have not become a part of ourselves by mere accident and were not laid upon us like a garment but that they are living monuments of important steps in the progress of civilization, in some respects even the furniture of a bygone age, and as such link us with the past of our people, and are such a sacred and venerable legacy that I can only undertake to speak of the future of our educational institutions in the sense of there being a most probable approximation to the ideal spirit which gave them birth, i am moreover convinced that the numerous alterations which have been introduced into these institutions within recent years with a view of bringing them up to date are for the most part but distortions and aberrations of the originally sublime tendencies given to them at their foundation and what we dare to hope from the future in this behalf partakes so much of the nature of a rejuvenation a reviviscence and a refining of the spirit of germany That, as a result of this very process our educational institutions may also be indirectly remolded and born again so as to appear at once old and new whereas now they only profess to be modern or up to date now it is only in the spirit of the hope above mentioned that i wish to speak of the future of our educational institutions and this is a second point in regard to which i must tender an apology from the outset the prophet pose is such a presumptuous one that it seems almost ridiculous to deny that i have the intention of adopting it no one should attempt to describe the future of our education and the means and methods of instruction relating thereto in a prophetic spirit unless he can prove that the picture he draws already exists in germ today and that all that is required is the extension and development of this embryo if the necessary modifications are to be produced in schools and other educational institutions all i ask is like a roman heruspex to be allowed to steal glimpses of the future out of the very entrails of existing conditions which in this case means no more than to hand the laurels of victory to any one of the many forces tending to make itself felt in our present educational system despite the fact that the force in question may be neither a favorite, and esteemed, nor a very extensive one. I confidently assert that it will be victorious, however, because it has the strongest and mightiest of all allies in nature herself, and in this respect it were well did we not forget that scores of the very first principles of our modern educational methods are thoroughly artificial, and that the most fatal weaknesses of the present day are to be ascribed to this artificiality. He who feels in complete harmony with the present state of affairs and who acquiesces in it as something self-understood excites our envy neither in regard to his faith nor in regard to that egregious word so frequently heard in fashionable circles he however who holds the opposite view is therefore in despair does not need to fight any longer all he requires is to give himself up to solitude in order soon to be alone albeit between those who take everything for granted and these anchorites there stand the fighters that is to say those who still have hope and as the noblest and sublimest example of this class we recognize schiller as he is described by Goethe in his epilogue to the bell brighter now glowed his cheek and still more bright with that unchanging ever youthful glow that courage which o'ercomes in hard-fought fight sooner or later every earthly foe that faith which soaring to the realms of light now boldly presseth on now bendeth low so that the good may work wax, thrive amain so that the day the noble may attain i should like you to regard all i have just said as a kind of preface the object of which is to illustrate the title of my lectures and to guard me against any possible misunderstanding and unjustified criticisms and now in order to give you a rough outline of the range of ideas from which i shall attempt to form a judgment concerning our educational institutions before proceeding to disclose my views and turning from the title to the main theme i shall lay a scheme before you which like a court of arms will serve to warn all strangers who come to my door as to the nature of the house they are about to enter in case they may feel inclined after having examined the device to turn their backs on the premises that bear it. My scheme is as follows. Two seemingly antagonistic forces, equally deleterious in their actions and ultimately combining to produce their results, are at present ruling over our educational institutions, although these were based originally upon very different principles. These forces are a striving to achieve the greatest possible extension of education on the one hand and a tendency to minimize and to weaken it on the other the first named would fain spread learning among the greatest possible number of people the second would compel education to renounce its highest and most independent claims in order to subordinate itself to the service of the state in the face of these two antagonistic tendencies we could but give ourselves up to despair did we not see the possibility of promoting the cause of two other contending factors which are fortunately as completely German as they are rich in promises for the future. I refer to the present movement towards limiting and concentrating education as the antithesis of the first of the forces above mentioned, and that other movement towards the strengthening and the independence of education as the antithesis of the second force if we should seek a warrant for our belief in the ultimate victory of the two last last-named movements we could find it in the fact that both of the forces which we hold to be deleterious are so opposed to the eternal purpose of nature as the concentration of education for the few is in harmony with it and is true whereas the first two forces could succeed only in founding a culture false to the root. End of section three.